from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song.
to know more on god's word you could also write to us here's our mailing address adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 41101 maharashtra india you could also email us on adventist media center at gmail.com you may also follow our programs on our website awr.org/englishprogram before you hear god's word here's another song Upon his word 
Time to hear God's word. Good day, listeners. Today's topic is cleaning house. We have been listening about King Manasseh, King Ammon, and finally we did a little bit about King Josiah. But today we are going to dwell on King Josiah's life and his works. And the title of our lesson today is "Cleaning House," and the text is taken from Second Kings. 22:2 It reads He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David not turning aside to the right or to the left Now we know Josiah was 8 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years His mother's name was Zedida daughter of adaya she was from bozkath we see that king josiah did what was right in the eyes of the lord and followed completely all the ways of his father king david not turning aside to the right or to the left now you would ask he was the son of anon how come you are saying that he is the son of king david well in the early times if you followed the ways of one of your ancestors you would be called his son and that's why we find that josiah is addressed that he followed completely all the ways of his father david in the 18th year of his reign king josiah sent his secretary safan son of azalia who was the son of meshulam to the temple of the Lord he said go up to Hilkiah the high priest and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord which the doorkeepers have collected from the people have them entrusted to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple and have these men pay the workers who repair the temple of the Lord the carpenters the builders the masons also have them purchase timber and dressed stone to repair the temple but they need not account for the money entrusted to them because they are all honest in their dealings the first work josiah initiated had to do with getting the temple of god back in shape hilkiah the high priest said to safan the secretary i have found the book of the law in the temple of the lord he gave it to shafan to read it then shafan the secretary went to the king and reported to him your officials have paid out the money that was in the temple of the lord and have entrusted it to the workers and supervisors at the temple then shafan the secretary informed the king Hilkiah the high priest has given me a book and Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king when Josiah heard the words of the book of the law it did a spiritual work in the king it was not simply hearing new information but hearing a call to obey God's word 
to experience transformation. This may not seem like a big event to find God's word and read it, but remember that the word of God had not been read in decades, maybe even close to a hundred years. The oral tradition probably continued, but few people at this time could recall the stories, the promises, the commands and instructions that were written in the law. When Josiah heard the scriptures read to him, he tore his clothes. The tearing of clothing was a traditional expression conveying a deep sense of horror and astonishment. It is perhaps the most emphatic gesture one could make to show how shocked they were. Josiah showed his grief on his own account and on account of the nation. This was an expression of deep conviction of sin. And he resolved to renew his commitment to God and the people. Shafan read the book in the presence of the king and the word of God spread. It had been forgotten and considered to be nothing more than an old dusty book. As a result of the book being found and read, the reformation began to spread. Compare this reformation to the reformation that took place as a result of the dark ages where God's word was obscured in a dead language known only by the priests. You know, only the Latin was spoken by the priests and the common man didn't know it. And the book was translated in their language and the common man could not read it. And of course, during the time of Reformation, translations began to come out and the book was made available to everybody. King Josiah now gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest, who was Akikam, son of Shaphan, Akbor, son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the sectary, and Asiah, the king's attendant. King Josiah said, Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written there concerning us. Josiah was told by the prophetess Halda in 2 Kings 22, 16 and 17. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. Now Josiah believed on her, on this prophetess, and that's why he commanded these men to go and inquire of the Lord as to what to do. Wow! God said that even a full-blown repentance would not stop Stop the calamity that would soon come upon Israel. 
he also told that because of his faithfulness, he would not have to witness the sadness of this day. But still Josiah pressed on with determination to lead Israel to a place where they would be sensitive to God's word. If they had listened, what might this story look like today? You know, it makes me wonder if the Israelites had followed all of God's commandments, all of his laws, you know, they would have never gone into bondage. They would have never gone into slavery. In fact, they would have just feasted and harvested from the place which the Lord had given them. But unfortunately, we have the story like what it is today. We see them often going into slavery and coming out of it. We see them falling down in God's sight and then coming up again because of his loving grace. I have a beautiful illustration. An uh, author writes, he says, I'm not a sensational guy when I speak to young people. One time though, I couldn't resist the urge to be edgy. As I began the sermon, I announced, enough of this. This is so ridiculous. What are we all going to do here anyway? What does this book have to say that's relevant to us? And I became ripping random pages, crumpling them roughly and throwing them to the ground. Gasps exploded through the chapel like gunshots on a battlefield. Students gazed at me in horror, amazed by my blasphemous treatment of the sacred scriptures. Older adults in the back of the room began murmuring about how to get rid of me before I inflicted any further damage on innocent young minds. Relax, I said finally. Anyone who knows me knows I would never tear up the Bible because that's what they thought I was doing. Then I said, I simply took a cheap novel and tore out its pages. The tension in the room eased a little. But before I lost the crowd's attention, I posed a question to the squirming group. Which is worse, openly defacing God's word or quietly ignoring it day by day? Whether you openly defy God's leading in your life or simply numb yourself to his voice over time, the result is the same. Almost a hundred years of dust caked over the book of the law that God passionately instructed the people not to forget. It was simple. Keep these words before and live by them and live abundantly. That's what he had said. Or forget these words and slide into destruction. Israel's condition when Josiah became king can be described as the brink of destruction. But even in the light of the oncoming punishment from years of rebellion, Josiah faithfully sounded the call for repentance. You know, in this amazing story of Josiah, it is amazing to witness how a young person can respond and lead so thoughtfully a whole nation of people 
who are disillusioned and stubborn. But the Bible is filled with agents of changes. 1 Timothy 4, 12 to 13 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Note how Josiah did it. First, Josiah looked down on his own life, his evil father and the desperate scenario of the Israelites, and he repented before God. God begins his good work at the point we surrender our own destructive work. Secondly, Josiah led by doing specific activities that seem mundane, like cleaning up of the temple and discovering that God's presence suddenly found a way into his own heart. And thirdly, Josiah fearlessly followed through with clear guidelines and insights from Scripture. He was willing to disregard this cold turkey doing nothing. You know, those things that got in the way of faithfulness to God and His Word. Perhaps a much needed reformation can happen today in your sphere of influence by following Josiah's example. Yes, my friends, you and I are influenced by many things, but we have to always keep our eyes focused on the Lord and His instructions. Let them influence what we ought to do, just like what Josiah did. Let's buy it for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the wonderful lesson you have brought to us today through this presentation. We acknowledge that anyone can bring about a change in a community that he or she is living in. But we also acknowledge that without your help, this is not possible. So we humbly ask you to bless us so that we too, like Josiah, can make an impact on people around us about you and your saving grace. I want to thank you for listening to my prayer. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.
The Holy Scriptures says, Your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105 Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411-001, Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.